0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Real Talk, where I say the things that people merely think about um, with love because I believe that's a huge problem in the world today. Is people don't know what they don't know, and so today I'm really going to dive deep into the spiritual warfare that a lot of people have scales on their eyes, to, especially believers. Um, so make sure you lean into this, um, and most importantly. Just believe. Also, if you would like and subscribe to this podcast, you can get the latest updates and be sure to get signed up for the next at the well retreat, May 5th through the 7th, 2023 in Maria Stein, Ohio, the spots filled halfway on the first day. So don't miss it, friends. So what I love most about just the journey um, is when you um, say yes to certain things. Um, like God's always trying to align our paths and that can never happen. Like he can't order our steps unless we say yes to certain things. And so I'm sitting here with a new friend of mine, Tabitha Perry, who I had the honor to meet and cross paths with, um, because of a coaching, um, community. And so I met her, it's been a year, oh, a year ago, August, I think is when I first met you at like a, ma- a marriage mastermind, I think, is where yes. I met you. And um, so super thankful for that. And um, so anyway, guys, I am here with my friend Tabitha Perry, social worker turned coach. And I'm excited to spend some time with her and share her. With y'all. So Tabitha, thank you so much for joining us. And first of all, let's just start out, you know, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then how you ended up to where you are now doing what you're doing now.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I uh, so I was born and raised in Juneau, Alaska. And it is a, a smaller community that you can only take a boat or plane into. So you can't drive in or out of it. And it was a very isolating place to live. And so being an only child, I had to kind of figure out number one, like who to hang out with and then just be really creative with what was around me. And I had the opportunity of really getting close with a bunch of the neighborhood boys. Um, I've always just kind of gotten along with guys better than girls. <laughs> and so um, I I ended up becoming really close with my friend, Alex, and he's he's like my brother. And so when we were about 14, he ended up making some choices that got him into juvenile detention center. And I remember thinking like, oh man, like he's, he's my brother. I know his heart. I know he's this amazing like kid at this point. I, you know, I was this goody two shoes, you know, going to church all the time. And, um, I, But I still had him as my friend, even though he was making these choices. And so that kind of started to inspire me to really see people for who they were and not what they did. And it started at a younger age. And so I really feel blessed that God had has given me these eyes just to see through behavior. Now, <laughs> I say that but with my kids sometimes it's hard. <laughs> but ultimately, being able to see people and how God created them. And so, fast forward, I um went to college and got my bachelor's in justice. And so I started out as a probation and parole intern at 20 years old and was telling these, you know, people coming out of prison like what to do, where to live and I, I really actually enjoyed the definitive, like, here's what's expected of you. And here's how I can help you. I never took it as like this authoritative thing. I just wanted to help them make good choices. And so the Lord has always just kind of put me in this um, role to be with people when they're kind of in chaos, when they're having a hard time figuring out their life. And so I got into social work because I wanted to be able to understand people and that like the system that they came from, you know, who, who they were born to the, the town that they were born in, right? Like their culture, their religious beliefs, their, their ethnicity, all of that plays in to how God created us. And so when I got my master's in social work, I was so excited. I remember hearing about life coaching and I was like, so judgmental because I went to school for a long time and I was never going to get paid the way some of these life coaches were getting paid. Right. And they had the flexibility to create their own programs and packages and work whenever they wanted. And I was working for the state. I, 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 like rules. And so I was working in a structured environment because that was just how my my brain operated at the time. And then I realized after stepping back from the working world and having my kiddos is that I wanted more creativity in my life. I wanted to be able to help women specifically the way that I felt God was calling me to help them. And that kind of led me down this life coaching path to not be so judgmental and to see it as really this this opportunity to help people by using kind of your street smarts, the, the world's education, and not necessarily um, you know, a diploma. Because there's a lot of great people that have diplomas that probably shouldn't be practicing what they're doing. And a lot of incredible people that haven't gone to college that have just as much information um, to share and how to help people. So I was able to then just be able to start my life coaching business and really dig into helping women. Cause I've just, I've enjoyed working with women various ways from teen moms to women in prison, to women struggling with a pregnancy, just again, there's kind of a chaos in women's lives that they're trying to figure out. So that's kind of where it brings me to now.
0: I love that. You know, when you were talking about your gift of being able to like have a perspective, like to, I, I, I'm, you had a great childhood, I'm guessing no kind of trauma or anything as a kid.
1: Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, yeah. but not from my parents. How about that. <laughs>
0: yeah. So sometimes though, like there's that part of the brain that gets damaged young in life from a, a certain trauma that really takes away a person's ability to get a different perspective. And it's also the part of the brain that is. Innovation and creativity, right? Too. So, like, it's, it amazes me that, you know, that is a gift to you because I know that the enemy comes to kill, still and destroy early in life to take away people's ability to kind of get a different perspective and actually love people versus division. So, I love, I love that, um, that that comes natural to you because we definitely need a lot more of that in the world. So, tell me what, what do you love most about? working specifically with women?
1: I love that God created them strong in a very different way than he made men. And the way that our culture kind of talks about strength is very masculine. So I love working with women and helping them find their feminine strength and like how it can be beautiful and soft and gentle, but still fiery and help them really kind of build that confidence. Because, you know, most of us who are helping people, it's because we've had our own challenges. And I've struggled with confidence in various ways and had a lot of things kind of prevent me from moving forward where God was calling me to. And so, I, I empathize, like I get when women want to do something, but they're just not sure if they have the ability. So being able to like cheerlead them and point to their strength and how God made them strong, it's going to look different than their husband. It's going to look different than the men in their lives, but they have their own strength has been just really, um, fun to work specifically with women. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Because, you know, there is so much, um, we understand that the enemy came in the garden to try to steal our voice right from the beginning. And, and so like I, and it's really just people like you and I that recognize, you know, as Christian wives really, and how we understand scripture is that, you know, God created us equal, right. But he created you and I women, to be suitable helpers. So like for us, like we have things that our husband don't, that they don't, that doesn't exist inside of them. Yeah. Like that, in, like that intuition that women have. So I always explain it to people like this, or even to my husband sometimes is like, I'm like, I'm your blind spot, man. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's super cool. And that's one of the things I love about working with women too, because a lot of it is just, uh, an unbelief in themselves. But like you said, when you can let them know, hey, this stuff is like inside of you. Yes,
1: absolutely. Because and I feel like there's just even I'm 37 now, but even the past couple of years as I've been in my 30s, I've realized more and more like the inner strength, like as silly as this sounds too you know, I love to run and I would start to have like lower energy. So I'd change the song, change the song, find a song to give me energy. But there's been this shift in my thinking recently. It has nothing to do with external, has nothing to do with the song. The energy has everything to do with the thoughts that I'm having internally. That's giving me that energy. Now I'm not saying I'm able to tap into that all the time because it takes a lot of um self-awareness to do that. And sometimes you're just tired, but we truly do have, you know, the Holy spirit in us that literally raised Christ from the dead. So to be able to access that is, is so important, but we limit ourselves so much at times and just allow distractions to creep into our life. And so many times, I know you and I were going to talk about this. Um, we create prisons, for ourselves as women. And these prisons are these expectations that we're supposed to say things, do things, live our life a certain way because of what other people are saying or maybe even like a in an, an unspoken message in church of women stay home with your kids, honor your husbands, just, you know, don't have a voice, you know, only focus on raising your children. If your children are doing well, you're doing well. But the thing is, is that that isn't what God is calling us to do at all. That's one piece, but it, but it's not a, it's an, it's not an, or it's an, and we get to be wives and many of us who are blessed with children, moms, but, and we get to like live out whatever it is. The Lord is calling us to do that. The gifts that he's given us, the gifts that God has given me of discernment to speak into women's lives and to encourage them in their most chaotic time in their life. And even women who feel chaotic in their life and point out the goodness in their life, I think it's so important and the enemy will attack when this happens. And I, like you had said before too, you know, you're doing something right when you start to have a lot of maybe distractions and things come against you. doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It actually means you're probably in the right direction.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that. So what is some that you've seen in your, in your coaching, um, experience, Like how, how do women, how can women or what have you seen, how they sabotage their success?
1: Mhm. So I like to call them shiny squirrels and these are just the specific distractions. So there can be internal and external. I think it's important to differentiate because many times we have internal distractions, which are those limiting beliefs. I struggle with perfectionism. So I have a very loud inner critic in my head that tells me things over and over and over again that I believe are true sometimes, which they are not. And so it's so important for women to realize, okay, what is my brain tells me that is holding me back, that is sabotaging me from actually stepping forward and having some breakthrough because our brain does not want to work harder than it has to. So it is going to come up with these excuses to just kind of help you be, you know, mediocre, just like average. It doesn't want us to stretch and grow because it means it takes so much more energy, which is why there's that word breakthrough because you have to break through that challenge. And so then there's the external distractions or shiny squirrels that set me, have that sabotage us, whether we don't take care of ourselves physically, if we are physically tired and, or we don't go to the doctor, right? We're really good about making sure our kids go to all of their exams and our husbands go get their teeth cleaned. But when was the last time that we took care of ourselves? So the physical part, as well as technology, letting technology distract us That is like a very subtle tool that the Lord, not the Lord, that Satan has like put into the world to distract us, to sabotage us, because I can guarantee you behind every woman who's like, oh man, I didn't get that thing done today. I bet you (laughs) that there was some technology involved in that and, or some energy issues too, because they're not taking care of their body.
0: Mm, Let's talk about that for a second. Um, So as a coach and just somebody who studies humans, because you mean, even when in your stint as a social worker, you kind of, you have to know humans pretty well. And so that energy thing. And so what is, what's a tip? And this is going to help me too. This is going to bless me. So I need a tip for somebody like me. So, so somebody before Christ, I was straight narcissist, right? And then when I came to Jesus, I went all the way to the other end of empath which you just take on everybody you know you just take it all on and you get drained really quickly so the goal is to come back a little bit this way but i what can you tell our listeners what is a tip or trick or something that you've learned in order to continue to go out cuz we have to be around people like it's part of and, and it's all people and it's the people that talk a thousand miles a minute those are the ones that actually you know, my 16-year-old daughter, I pick her up at school. It's a seven-minute drive home. I am completely drained by the time we get home, right? <laughs> and so I have it because it's like, so let me break it down for you. And so what is a tip or trick you could share with other empaths that are working more towards to being um getting back to protecting themselves from those
1: energies? Mm, that, that is such a good question. And that's something I struggle with too, because I, I'm an introvert. I can totally do the extroverted thing, but ultimately I want to come home and like get into my bed or just be by myself. And I used to think that that was um, a sign of weakness that I just couldn't handle things. But then I realized that God has gifted me with the ability to be alone because many women are unable to be alone. And I love that. I like to hang out with myself and the Lord. Um, So a tip, I, I really do suggest is to, um, I really kind of come back to this a lot is morning and evening routines, making sure you sleep enough, right? Because if you're going into the day, knowing that you're going to be around a lot of people, you should be preparing yourself for that and sleeping. And making sure that you have that decision made at the time you're going to go to bed and the time you're going to wake up. I don't have to make that decision every night. That's Those are just two decisions that are already made for me that I know exactly when I go to bed and exactly when I wake up. Now, during the day, when you have, you know, people that are constantly talking like my six-year-old, I love her to death, but she, she knows how to talk. She just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And I want to engage. I don't want to ignore her. Um, But I also have to know that I need to go take a break. And so it is okay to go take a break. Just be like, oh, okay, excuse me a minute. Like go to the bathroom. A lot of times I learned in my childhood, I would just go into the bathroom just to take a breath, just to like get my bearings and ask the Lord for, you know, some of that energy of like, I, I can handle this. I can, and then to go back out. It's okay to remove yourself from situations when people are talking with you, whether it's your six-year-old or your 16-year-old doesn't mean you're a horrible mom or horrible person. It just, it shows you that you have a certain amount of energy and you can also prepare for it. Right. So again, making sure that you sleep enough the night before, especially if you're going to be around a lot of people and then give yourself excuses to take little breaks away. I
0: love that. And here's what I love about you. And what you just said is that the, some of the coaching you do, you do like workshops and, and these live events, and you could totally choose to zoom these things, but you put yourself out there around the people. And, Cause I'm mm-hmm. the same way too. Like I, I am exactly the same one. I am. I go to movies by myself all the time. <laughs> like I did what you, you did. Um, I've done it a couple of times, just an hour from here, there's like a, a state park and they have cabins. Yes. Right on the lake. And I'll go by myself and, and sit in a cabin with just me and my wife. Oh, Bible. It's
1: glorious. Yes. Those, those weekends days. aways are, they are life fulfilling for me. When I got married, I, I guess for some reason it didn't click that I would be with this guy like all the time, <laughs> right? Like as an only child, I was always by myself. And so then I have this dude that's always with me. Thankfully, we're like best friends, and he would leave for work and I would leave for work. Well, then I was gonna have kids, and then they really don't leave you, especially when I was choosing to be a stay-at-home mom. So that's when I realized I had to give myself permission. And it took me years to put my kids in childcare because I I just could not do it. I was not a godly woman. I I could not step into my fullest discipled version of Tabitha. When I was around people and my kids 24 seven, and thankfully we had the resources to put the kiddos in like a great childcare. But with that, my husband and I started talking like, okay, well, obviously we have to make this sustainable. Our kids are with us for a long time. So how, how can we manage your energy? And I was like, if I have you know, like a quarterly or like twice a year, a getaway that I can look forward to to be by myself for an entire weekend. I said that would be really helpful in addition to, you know, some child care as well as weekly date nights when the kids um have, you know, someone taking care of them. So this was some, you know, something that we started talking about years ago. And it's evolved over time as my needs have changed. And so I think the listeners need to just Give themselves permission. That's something that worked maybe years ago, may not right now. And just to allow yourself to evolve and change your needs, and really tap into if if you need that time alone, or if you need you know time with people that just energize you, or maybe just
0: ask the question: Why am I so afraid to be alone? Yeah, you know, like that. I think that's a question that a lot of people should address because you know a lot of people are so afraid to be alone. Uh, that they jump from relationship to relationship, like looking for love, and and they really need to start with themselves, and then yes. developing that relationship with Jesus. Because you know, let's be honest. Like, I don't ever feel alone, even when I'm alone, because I'm walking with you know the kingdom of God exists in us. And I, this is something I always love to like let people know. Like the kingdom realm when Jesus was talking about, like the kingdom is in your midst. Base, that word kingdom in the Greek is realm. Like, so we're in a realm right now. So when heaven comes down, like those of us, you know, Jesus said, you know, some of us won't even like taste death because it'll just happen. We won't even realize it's happening. Mm. Right. And I don't understand the pre millennial and the whatever. I know that the thousand years of Jesus' reign is coming soon, like very, very soon, like sooner than anybody would even know. <laughs> but just realizing that you know today is a very good day to start to fall in love with yourself to where you could actually spend time with yourself so what is this uh
1: what are some of the workshops that you've done you you are you, you got one coming up right or did you already do it i i did them yes yep and so what had happened was um when i first started my business you know you it evolves <laughs> everything always evolves right as much as i don't necessarily like change It always does. And one of the things that I learned was that there was this concept that many people use. And in Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun. We all just kind of repackage it and reword it. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of came up with this model called the life edit model of who you are, what you want, and how to get it. And so I created a workshop a couple years ago on the life edit, teaching people, okay, Hey, you have some probably chaos, some, some things in your life you're feeling unsettled about. Let's work it through this model so you can come out with an actionable plan. And then most recently the Lord put these incredible women into my life that all of them were wanting to start a business. Like they, they had this like new chapter, in their life that they wanted to start, but many of them had different distractions that were holding them back. And I'm not a business coach by any means, but I'm very good at like breaking down complex issues into small actionable steps. And so being able to modify and like put in my life edit model into this workshop called um, Your Next Chapter Simplified was just this really fun opportunity. And then what, how God evolves the life edit model is not only is it like who you are, what you want, how to get it. He had me put in whose you are because Mm -hmm. so many times, especially in the life, you know, uh, coaching realm, we focus on ourselves so much and I, and it's important, but we have to really remember like whose we are and God and how he created us that, we're just a result of him. And so that was just this really amazing and sweet shift in the coaching that I really loved bringing the women along this journey of helping them with whatever it is that they were trying to do, whether it was start a new business or, um, you know, start a new job, create something that I help them kind of again tune into like who whose they are, like the truth about God. And how he created them and then just allow them to ultimately come out with a schedule. Cause I nerd out with schedules. Mm-hmm. I nerd out with like routines. And so we kind of take these big abstract thoughts of like who you who's you are, who you are, and then we literally tie it together with okay, what are the four action steps you're gonna be doing in the next 48 hours to get you closer to that next chapter? I love it. And you know, that's the thing, you know, it's we go from glory to
0: glory. And I was used to think before I knew any better, you see all these people who are constantly reinventing themselves and the worldly person could stand back and be like, oh, they don't know who they are. They're just trying to figure out who they are. I'm like, no, we're constantly evolving as citizens of the kingdom because we're constantly, we're not a get to here and we're, we made it, you know, like, no, right. it, it's a constant everyday growth. And so those people, in your life, like, so for me, my family of origin, like there's, I keep growing, 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 growing and you just eventually just get further and, further and further and further and further and further and further away. And, um, I think it's a, it's a misunderstanding about, it's not about, we don't know who we are. It's just, we're growing yeah. and we have to always adjust our path. You know, as long as we're moving, you know, the Lord is the one that directs our steps, right. And our paths, But we have to be okay that it's going to be different. If you're moving constantly forward, things are going to be different. Like change requires us to do what? It requires us to change. And what's that do? It actually helps us to create new neural pathways in our brain, which is very healthy for us. And so it's just, I love that your next chapter simplified. That's probably going to be the name of this episode is your next chapter simplified. Okay. So let's just end here. So Tabitha, tell us what you're reading and let's recommend, uh, two of your top favorite books that you would
1: recommend, but what are you reading right now? Um, so I'm actually reading Elisa Turkers book. It's one of her older ones. It's like, when you say yes to Jesus, Uh, or when you say yes to God. Um, And I think she's got a couple different versions of it, but I just get in this theme of next chapters, right? Like what you're saying yes to, I couldn't help but take that book off my shelf. And I, I had written um, 2012 and like 2015, I had read that book. So it was fun to put 2022 in it as well. Um, So I just, I love keeping books and, and reflecting on them. because. We can just learn so much in different seasons. Another book that I read, and I'm not a very good, uh, I don't recall names very well, but it's it's the Relentless Pursuit of Hurry, I believe. I will get you the exact name of it, Rachel, so you can put it in your notes. But it's this concept that we are constantly hurrying and that Jesus never hurried. He was always very confident in his pace And where he was going and how our society keeps wanting us to go faster and faster and faster and how we show up when we operate from that mindset, which is actually a scarcity mindset, right? That we don't have enough time, that we have to go faster is we just don't operate with like our highest functioning brain. We don't operate out of love and patience and gentleness and the fruit of the spirit. And so that was a book that was really impactful to me. Um, that I read and uh, definitely suggest. Once I uh, give you the actual title of it, <laughs>
0: that, I think I
1: do. You know who wrote it? No. See, yep. I'm not good at recalling these things. That's okay, that's okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, awesome. So, any um, anything else? I'll let let us know where can we find you. Yeah. So I'm on uh, Facebook as well as Instagram, Tabitha Perry Life Coach, and they can check out my website, TabithaPerryCoach as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, and all those links will be in the description of this podcast. So Tabitha, thank you so much for, uh, you bless me today. I have, I have notes from our yeah. session because I needed some of that today, especially about the, um, the energy thing of learning how to, cause I need a step-by-step process. And that's the cool thing about coaches. You guys is that, um, a lot of the times, like, so for Tabitha has gone ahead of me in areas and, and I've gone ahead of her in some areas. And that's the cool thing about yeah. is finding a coach perfect for you. Um So go check her out. And thank you so much for joining me, Tabitha. Thanks
1: and we'll for having me, Rachel. Time.
0: Yep. Well, how's that for some real talk? Let me know if any of that resonated with you. Shoot me an email at rachel at racheltucker.com or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts. See you next time.